Hello, welcome to another episode of The Daily. This is Janice. Before we go into the subject today, I just want to give a shout out to many of you. It's uplifting. Always great to hear how many have, in this period of time, sought to reach out to someone or some people through what small ways you could to just share some love. And it's true, you know, never underestimate the difference that even one seemingly insignificant act of kindness can make. Like baking a little thing for someone or sending a little card. As we ease into the changes that are happening this week, like some kids returning to school after their longest break ever, I pray that God will grace you with His joy that is your peace and your strength as you keep your minds stayed on Him. A couple of days ago, I was just having a brief text chat with a fellow wife and mom of young kids, and it came up in our conversation about how Often in the week, just before I'm about to preach on a particular subject, stuff happens that would really challenge me on that same subject. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about, right? It doesn't happen every time, but often enough and that I shouldn't be surprised anymore. So last week was a challenging week in that my husband and I had a couple of disagreements that got pretty heated. Or should I say, I got really worked up, whereas he wasn't as um, passionate. So basically, all while I was preparing my sermon on transcendent peace, my heart was having trouble experiencing it. It was a challenge to persevere and not entertain condemning thoughts while feeling lousy the entire time, instead leaning in some more. To God for help. How's that for transcendent peace? So, on one evening we had an extended talk to iron out our disagreement, which turned out, as with many conflicts, to have a lot to do with us misunderstanding and misreading each other. The talk went well enough, thankful for that, and I'm grateful for Matt's patience and love towards me, and for God to teach us how to make peace more like him instead of being mastered by our own fleshly inclinations. Hopefully, we are the better, right? As we learn and keep learning how to resolve conflicts in a more constructive way rather than avoid them or pretend they're not there. These are part and parcel of navigating family, whether parent-child, spouse, siblings, or with, you know, friends and colleagues as well. Which leads me to talk about an angle about peace that we don't often talk about. We hear of the verse, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. That's very agreeable, very pleasant. Yes, Lord, I'm a peacemaker, no problem. And then, In Hebrews 12, verse 14, we read these words. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Hmm. Every effort with everyone? That's a tough ask. To make every effort is like, 
to strive for it, to direct your energy, your whole attention to it, to aim at peace, aim at living with everyone in peace. In both the Hebrew and the Greek words used for peace in the Bible, it's not just a notion of being free from trouble. Some of you heard that in Sunday's message, and I'm sure many of you, in fact, already knew that just from living life. But looking at this verse, we see peace with everyone is of utmost importance. At least it should be for those who say Jesus is Lord. It's how we express our heart for and our obedience to God. To live in peace with others, that's about our relationships. To live holy lives, that's about our lifestyle. So how we navigate our relationships and our lifestyle, that is our testimony by which people come to know him. Now, you and I know that this is not to mean we need to live perfect lives. Perfect in the sense we never get anything wrong in our relationships, or never get into conflict, never make mistakes, never make bad choices or hurt someone's feelings, or never give in to temptation. No, I think the heart of it, this verse, is about us growing in progressive obedience to truly understand what is of utmost importance to God, to learn to hold dear our relationships and lifestyle, to see these as means of uh, forming us, for his glory and, and for the sake of people around us. So the fact that the writer says to make every effort tells us that it takes effort. It takes effort to aim at peace. And I mean, yeah, I say, yes, it does. It's not something that just happens. It is hard work. It's hard heart work. Was that too cheesy? But yeah, you know what I mean. Just this past week, we've seen many people trying to cope with reactions and responses to hostility and aggression. And most of it is over sad events. There, you see, there cannot be true peace without reconciliation. But the road to reconciliation necessarily means facing what is difficult to face. So one thing we should know is that to cultivate a heart that aims at peace means choosing discomfort, means engaging in conflict. That is pursuing a real biblical idea of peace. What do I mean? We know it's easier to sweep things under the carpet. When tension comes up, we have a choice to either ignore it, hope it will dissolve or resolve on its own, or face the discomfort by engaging in a difficult conversation. It's difficult because it requires us to lay down our pride, our rights, put ourselves out there and be vulnerable, right? It can be emotionally taxing. Sometimes it may seem like it's impossible to come to an understanding to reconcile. There is some serious dying to self required in a number of these conversations. If you have never had difficult conversations like what I'm describing, 
there are only two possibilities, excluding the option that you live on another planet altogether. First, is that you have conflict avoidance tendencies, in the name of peace and harmony, perhaps? And it's about time you examine how you approach your relationships or how much you actually value these relationships. Or second, you don't know the distinction between difficult and non-difficult conversations because you're so confrontational that you don't shy away from saying everything unfiltered. In which case, maybe you need to get a dose of tact. The ultimate example of one whose life was aimed at peace is Jesus. He chose to lay down his divine privileges. He took on the vulnerable form of a human, humbled himself at the hands of those he created, despite being without sin, even for those who rejected him. In his life, he made sure he aimed at peace in his relationships and his lifestyle, so that people saw him. When they saw him, they would see the Father. In his crucifixion, in his death, he gave his life as a ransom that we might be reconciled to the Father once and for all. I mean, he engaged in conflict, all right. He confronted humanity's sin nature and he confronted the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil. That's why we read that the punishment that was on him, that is what brought us peace. And it is by his wounds that we are healed. We thank you, Jesus, for showing us that the way of peace involves conflict with what is not of God. And that God's peace is a peace that enables wholeness, shalom, into the broken parts of our lives. If you don't mind, allow me to guide you in a time of reflection now with God. Dear God, we ask for you to lead us. We focus our thoughts on you and we open our hearts to you. Think of tension you might be currently feeling towards someone who is close to you. Does someone come to mind? A family member or a dear friend? Lay hold of what feelings come to the surface as you think about him or her and that tension you feel. Tell God aloud if you can about these. Maybe it's some words you wish you can say, but you haven't been honest with him or her. Or maybe it's words you have said and wish you didn't say them because it caused hurt. Or maybe you really don't jive with his or her attitude or approach 
to something and it affects your interaction because of how you feel, but you haven't broached the subject. Or you're not sure how to go about having conversation with this person. Or you don't know if it's any use. Picture yourself in this person's shoes in the next moment. If you were him or her. And what do you sense? What do you see in his or her heart? Is there something you can empathize with? Something you hadn't gone deep to recognize before? Take a moment and ask God how he sees your relationship with this person. How does he see it and how does he feel about him or about her? you to be a peacemaker towards him or her. You may not have the spiritual or emotional resources on your own to but in the work that peace requires for your relationship with this person, but God does. In your own words, would you say a short prayer for him or her? generously gives to anyone who asks. In your own words, give thanks for God's help.
I thought it apt for us to recall the prayer with St. Francis as we close today's reflection. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardon that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Dear Lord Jesus, there couldn't be peace between us and God if not for the reconciliation we have because of you. Thank you for showing us the way of peace, the way of shalom, and for calling us to live for the peace of God to be a reality in this world. As we seek the well-being of others and the restoration of all things, we thank you that you've put in the hardest reconciliation work of all. And while we struggle on this side of the kingdom and look forward to the time when true and perfect peace is fully come, we ask that you grace us to be a people of peace where much peace remains still to be pursued and that you would empower us to aim at peace in our relationships and lifestyle, peace that brings your shalom, that your glory may be seen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Daily. We hope you have a great day. God's grace and peace be with you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.